All right, boys, just going to be a short, sharp one today. We all know it by now. Bear nuts by Nut Care, hair removal creams, been voted number one by Men's Health Magazine. Get around it. The team at, um, team at Nut Care have got behind us. 10% discount for your first purchase. Um, in the checkout, use code any given Sunday, and that's 10% off your first discount. Get around it and get some bear nuts, boys. Brown 45! Brown 45! You are listening to Any Given Sunday Australia. Yes, hello and welcome to the Any Given Sunday Australia podcast, the number one podcast in three households, one studio. The ABC headquarters, as we are today, the Gridiron Australia <laughs> head office, down at Pro Kick, uh, everywhere and anywhere we are number one. And I did have a little up in Winnipeg. Yep, yeah, you're right, everywhere. Uh, where were we this morning? Where were we this morning? Um, Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Yeah, down in Mississippi. Mm. Definitely number one. We're, we're growing. We're getting everywhere. And I had a cool little. Uh, I guess it's a quote. It was told to me about our show, and he, and uh, one of the boys told me it's where sports people go to be cool, and where cool people go to be sporty. So I was like, "Yeah, I can get around that." Who <laughs> said that? Uh, just one of my mates. <laughs> I don't want to throw him under the bus, but no, no that's good. He was uh, a bit ashamed when he told me, like, "No, oh, I like it." So <laughs> joining us as always down in his basement, when we're not sure where it is, uh, at TC at Tim Cardi AGSAU TC. How are you, mate? Right. I'm good, brother. And the fact that people are starting to make quotes about us that's just got me ooh, really up and about now <laughs> we're going in the right direction yeah, <laughs> like, you know like if someone writes a book and they put a quote from someone like that'll just be on our little maybe podcast past ed quote by an unknown friend unknown <laughs> hey. yeah. not willing to be named friend <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've come back two weeks in a row at danny web agsau how are you mate yeah no daniel leave book today we're doubling up twice in the lab in one day <laughs> which has been great. Rip episode this morning. Mm. We'll leave that on the download until that actually comes yeah, out. Yeah, we did have one put out this morning, though. Uh, Wade Lees, the UCLA and Maryland Terps. Terperins? Terps. Ooh. Punner. Um, so get around that one. That one's uh, a good listen. And we've been letting him sit here and just stew for a couple of minutes, uh, listen to all of our sponsors and little quotes that we've got going. He's joining us from, I'm presuming ABC, or oh, maybe not, maybe his own place, who knows. Uh, uh, he's Australia's own Bill Mafia. Charlie Pickering, how are you, mate? I'm very well, very well. I am at the ABC headquarters um, in my temporary office while Tom Gleeson steals my office. Um, it's a long story. I don't want to go into it. I don't know Fucking why. Tom Gleeson is all we got to say. We're always willing to throw fists. Nah, thanks for coming back, mate. We uh, we appreciate it. We've got you on for a special reason, but we will uh, we will get to that. We'll hold our cards uh, momentarily. It's not uh, a bare nuts demonstration, is it? I'm not. We can only be so lucky. Just <laughs> <laughs> the fans, what they want. Yeah. If you're that's willing to jump down into that, that's that's onto you. I don't. <laughs> I'm not going to force you to do anything. Uh, no, nah, there is a few housekeeping things we've got to get to first. The well, there's only one. Uh, the yeah. our Dans- <laughs> dancing. Have you got? You've got dancing, Charlie. Don't you? Sorry. Dazen? Yeah, I do. I do. Dampus. How do you say it? Is it Dazen? Is it? Someone said Dazone. Like Ooh. you know, it's like they've taken oh, all like the, the inside out of it, oh. and it's Dazone. 
Oh, I, that seems the, the most, most sensible to me. What yeah. I would say is it's not a good name. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to stick with Game Pass. That seems yeah, Game to work. Game Pass was easy to understand. Everyone knew what they were getting. Yeah. It made sense. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the zone feels like very white boy in an office in Australia being like, Oi, this will hit. Then <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. It really it didn't. does not hit. This is cringy as um, the Jets OC calling it the golden zone in hard knocks. That's been the gold zone for many years for Hackett. It was the gold zone over in the Packers, and it didn't quite make it to the gold zone at the Broncos, but. Uh, hasn't really been the gold zone here at the Jets, but leave Hackett alone. I like Hackett. <laughs> now, I've got a, an email right here from Game Pass just letting us know that any customers that join up using our link, uh, which is everywhere, currently gets a seven-day free trial to actually see if they want to use it. So make sure that seven days uh, covers as many games as you can. Uh, I don't know if you could get two weekends out of it if you're clever enough. Um mm. Yeah, nah, it'll be done by the yeah. Well, anyway, you get to make sure you use it on the weekend. <laughs> We're not trying to, um, but yeah, you get a seven day free trial to to try it out. Um, and then yeah, if you do love it like I do, you can go ahead with it. And I'm sure Charlie, you've uh, once it's fixed its little bugs, it's it's cherry ripe. Yeah, it's it's the best way to avoid all other responsibilities in your life and simply watch football twenty four seven. My favourite part about the whole app is the you can watch if you don't have 24-7 and you've only got 40 minutes per the mm. 16 games that are on, you can actually get the games in in a lot shorter time. kind of just cuts out all the dead, dead space of the game. So instead of the three-and-a-half-hour slog that you'd have to watch all, all Sunday long, you can just watch the games in 40. So it's a good way of getting it. And if you're a Bills fan and you get Nance and Romo commentating way too often, that tends to take out a lot of the frustrating banter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or, or if you're a bit of a goose like me and sat up at work all night, uh, you can have uh, three or four games on at one time, which is uh, very, very handy. Mm. But, yeah, mm. so make sure you that's sign the, up using the our code. That's the way of watching football. Just it is, yeah. yeah. Or Red Zone. Red Zone's also amazing as well, which um, I don't think gets enough credit. So, anyway, no, we've talked enough dribble about that. That's our housekeeping yeah. out of the way. Uh, we'll move on to the second highest rating uh segment that we have uh i reckon it's purely because of the host that it's got <laughs> thank you for calling dr danny's office dr danny what do you got for us mate uh so there's a few big ones this week uh charlie this is gonna hurt so block your ears uh um, justin her, though, we'll start off with him he fractured his finger on his non-throwing hand he shouldn't miss any time because we got a week five bye uh, i was actually a pretty nasty fracture if you look at it so it's pretty crazy he's gonna be back after two weeks kenny pickett left the game with bone bruising on his knee he could miss the week before the week six bye to give him like an extra two weeks off but he's uh the Steelers haven't ruled him out yet Devontae Adams injured his shoulder, managed to return in the game, but says it's still not feeling ideal. So there's a chance he will, won't be back for week five. Mike Evans left with a hamstring injury. He's getting tests to see the severity of it. So that still hasn't come out yet of a time frame. T Higgins, rib fracture. He could be out for multiple weeks. Not what you want to hear if you're a Bengals fan because of the way that they've started. It's not looking too good. Matt mm. Judon, he tore his bicep tendon and is out indefinitely. And then... Trade Devarius White, the Bills. 
Good work. The cornerback Toro is Achilles after just returning from a torn AC, ACL the previous season, I think it was. Yeah, so he's gone for the whole season, which is not yes. looking good. That mm. was a grim, grim moment. It was uh, on an otherwise great day. That was really sad. He, like, and he has battled for a long time to get back. And it's it's one of those things that when you're a fan of a team or a player or whatever, you just, you see how hard it is for them to actually get back on the field. And that's brutal. He was just getting back into his, you know, his pre-injury form too. Um, yeah, he, was having, he was having a ripper game. Like, and we'll, we'll get into the Bills, Dolphins, 100% at some point during this. But he was actually having such a good game. And then you just see him chasing, chasing down and then just stop. Stop on a dime. Yeah. Like, oh, this isn't good. Mm. I didn't uh, see it. Was it the old, like, shot in the, the ankle kind of looking back? Yeah, he actually, I think he actually, like, he just, he stopped and I think he looked back and then he was down, threw off the helmet and he was, like, he was in tears straight away. He knew it. Yeah. Yeah. The ones where the players know straight away, it's so it's hard, it's so much harder to watch. Like they know it's a serious season ender. You're just yeah. like, oh, it's so flattening. Mm. It's um, yeah, it was grim, grim stuff. That sucks. That sucks. We should uh, remiss me to mention that this was brought to us by American Connection. Ten uh, percent off from these guys. All the best gear, getting around. Uh, yeah, that sucks for you guys, especially going into a few few tough weeks. Um, I'm pretty sure. Is that right? Yeah, I'm definitely right there. Anyway. I mean, there's no easy weeks in the NFL. That's no, it. You're you know, right. As Sean McDermott likes to say, it's hard to win in the NFL. But, um, <laughs> it's it's interesting, though. Like, he is – I mean, he was an all-pro cornerback before he did his ACL. He's a he's a freak show. But yeah. of all the positions <laughs> um, in our secondary, we've actually got Kyrie Elam, first-round draft pick from last year, is, it has been, you know, battling to get um, a starter position. So we're actually, as far as talent goes, we're not bad. And Kyrie Elam had some big games last year, um, but has sort of been nudged out by Christian Benford this season. So of all of the positions we could lose at, it's it's not the worst, I would Do say. Do you know how far away Vaughn is? Vaughn starts training like today. So okay. he is back doing pads, full team training today. There's some talk like he's physically ready to go to London and play Jacksonville, but the conventional wisdom around Orchard Park is, or, or one Bill's drive, is that he won't go to London and he might play the game after the Jacksonville game. But he's, he's close, which, um, and once again, we'll get into the Dolphins game later, but um, the the pass rush of the Bills is working really well. It's It's pretty terrifying for people that, you know we've been we've done that without our best pass rusher. So yeah, you know yeah. our defense on the whole, I'm not super concerned about. Trey White is a massive massive loss though. Yeah, absolutely. Well, did he play? Let's let's get into the reason why we brought you on. Did he play in the game that you got to go over? And I want to know uh, just what what's the personal what's the feeling like when your son jumps off and goes through his first Bills table? <laughs> well, do you know what was look what was disappointing. We um we made it to Buffalo for the um it was the week two game against the Raiders it was the home opener and the whole experience was incredible and a big thanks to Charlotte and um the NFL AUNZ now but um yep. who helped get some tickets for me great tickets sort of on the five yard line it was amazing Ooh. um but 
I really struggled to find a table to jump through. That was what was really confusing. And I went oh, like to the mafia house. I went to Hammer's Lot. I like really traveled far and wide. And it wasn't until after the game that we're actually in a car heading back to our hotel that that's when the table breaking seemed to break out. And we saw it pass our window. And I thought I've really cost my, my nine-year-old some rites of passage to through <laughs> a table. <laughs> Um, but the whole experience was was pretty amazing, and it was my first NFL game. And you know, the Bills fans, Bills Mafia, tailgate pretty hard. Uh, yeah. It has to be said. But for anyone that hasn't been to an NFL game, it's like going to a music festival, like Woodstock, Gladstonebury size music festival. But everyone only likes one band, right? <laughs> you know, everyone likes the same band, and it is. It's insane. It's it's quite overwhelming. And I've been to AFL Grand Finals many, many times. And this was just different. Like the focus and the parochial nature of it. I've sat at at, at um, Football Park in Adelaide to watch the Bombers play. And I didn't feel as outnumbered as the Raiders would have felt at Orchard Park. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, um, that makes me think there's a bit of the Packers at the moment. There's a... It helps when you're winning, obviously, about the people showing up. Uh, the Packers yeah. are struggling with a few numbers at the moment, which sucks. But uh, helps, do you think the tables didn't come out? Because you didn't have the the best first week one. Like, Do you think they would have been out a bit more if you were up and about after beating the Jets? Yeah, I think they they, they might have. The, there was a lot of trepidation going into that week two because week one was such a disaster. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure if I can swear. Can I swear? Can you I can swear? do whatever the fuck you want. It was a fucking clusterfuck. It was like every possible bad Bills thing that could happen happened, you know, and, and so everyone was pretty tense about it uh, going into it. So I do think it wasn't so much celebratory as everyone shitting themselves before the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but pretty quickly um, against the Raiders, everyone settled down and, and had a very good afternoon. But yeah, well, that's that's the thing. After that week one, you definitely couldn't couldn't be going into week three going zero and two. I think the Bills Mafia would not have been happy. Oh no, there would. <laughs> yeah, um, that a lot of people would have been on suicide watch. I'd have to say after that in <laughs> in, uh, in Buffalo. But um, but the vibe in the town, like the whole town, is like the friendliest place on the planet. Like I, the, the, one of the friendliest places I've ever been. The the city, like Buffalo, is the city of good neighbors. Is their official slogan. And people genuinely were insanely helpful. And I, I took Tim Tams and kangaroo jerky and traded for people's barbecue around the um, around all the tailgating. And I got oh, no, beer and that. hot dogs and ribs. And oh, it was amazing. Um, I've never eaten roo jerky myself, but it was at the airport when I was flying out and I thought, ah, this will fool some people. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a Tim Tams? Were you going packets of Tim Tams or just I'll give you one for a no, shag? family packs of Tim Tams. Come on, Oof. it's America. Like, you know, that's like per person over there. You know, yeah, yeah. Why'd you give us a small fall? This is bullshit. <laughs> what was the um, build-up of the week like? Were you in Buffalo for like the lead-up? No, it's funny. Like a um, bit of an insight. It was Rosh Hashanah for uh, any Jewish listeners out there. So I spent Rosh Hashanah with some family. Right, yep. Got up... Um, sort of from suburban New York actually and and drove to JFK airport at like five in the morning and flew there on the day, managed to check into the hotel and go straight to the ground. So oh, it was all it was pretty it all happened pretty quickly. Didn't stay there so much for the build up. But the 
the scale of it is is pretty wild. The the tailgating and like in the car parks and just the level of infrastructure for a car park at a sporting stadium is yeah is wild. <laughs> like it really does blow yeah. your mind. Um, and you can tell that ju- just how important because it was week one back. You can tell just how important it is to that city and that fan base to have football back in town because oh, over the summer I don't think much happens in Buffalo. <laughs> There's much else going on. Well, they don't have a they don't have a baseball team, do they? Or they don't have a baseball they have a team, team or a basketball team. team. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Syracuse College is just down the road, I suppose. But um, yeah, they like so they've got ice hockey. The the Sabers um are in the NHL. You know, perpetual underdog and uh, and the Bills. So it is winter sport is very important. Yeah, although they are the only. New York based team, so they've probably got the the Knicks and stuff. They would absolutely claim the Knicks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably the Nets while they're there and you know. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that it for you? Like have you caught the bug? Like do you have to go back now? Like is it gonna yeah, be every I, year or every couple of years you're playing? Yeah, I I do. Like it's it's one of those things that once you've done it, it's and that's the other thing. Um it's about connecting with a tribe if you know what I mean. And I've made friends with heaps of Bills Mafia online, like over Twitter and Instagram and stuff. But to be there in person, it's funny, just like even in, um, so in, I was staying in New York City and um, the week before for the Jets game, walking around on the day wearing a, a Bills cap and a Bills t-shirt and anyone that goes for the Bills would say, go Bills to you on the street. <laughs> and like it's, and that it's it's almost like this, like it's a pretty obvious code word, but it's like you're all part of this tribe and you connect and it's actually quite a beautiful, exciting thing. And and it's and that safe to say doesn't happen on the streets of Melbourne. So, <laughs> you don't get to go bombers every time you're walking yeah, down the street. I see, yeah, not really. Most of the time it's not quite the well, same. We just we just hug each other and cry and say it'll be okay next year. That's what <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. you do as a bombers fan. But um <laughs> but yeah, so there is something about the connection with the other fans and being there for it and just being embraced by a bunch of strangers. And they were so excited to have Australians there cheering for the Bills. Like they, you know, they realised that that's a pretty weird and special thing. Um, So that is, yeah, it's a great experience. That said, I like, as a fan of football, it's funny. I think to know what's going on in the game, watching it on TV, is the only way to really do it. Like I had to, we watched, you know, like we, we, we watched it in person, but then we went back to the hotel and rewatched the game to really know all the details of exactly what had gone, Interesting. gone down. Um, but that's, that's just a lot to do with how well broadcast NFL is. Yeah. So, I was going like, to say, unlike any other sport on TV, it's you, unbelievable. You gave them shit before, but um, Romo and Nance, they really do bring, bring a lot to it. Like, Oh yeah, and, and this is just the system. That look, this isn't a big deal, right? But if you ask me to film a game of sport and have the line of scrimmage and the like, the the line for downs, you know, like, how do you do it? Do you know what I mean? Like, just having the two lines there, so you know exactly if someone you know has made a first down or not, is a genuinely like it's cool technology. And I know that's been around since the eighties, but it's like. Even that, the way they film, you look at the AFL and the fact that they can't get, a, they can't call a goal that's a goal because the cameras are too crap. And you have a look at just how well shot every moment is in the NFL because the cameras 
are part of the officiating of the sport. Mm. So they have to be right. Yeah. And, and, the, and the fact that they pull all of that off, you know, the broadcasting of NFL is pretty unsurpassed. Yeah, yeah. Not to bring it back to my own experience, but I'm going to. When, <laughs> uh, I, when I went to the Packers game, I, the, the day after I did the tour of Lambeau, and I remember just like you were saying, like we were standing there like, oh, who's come from where? Like, yeah, I've come from Kansas. Oh, you've come from Kansas, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, from Australia. And everyone just turned around like, holy fuck, you've come from Australia? Like it was yeah. a huge deal. And um, there is nothing quite like the disbelief of an American when you tell them how long it took you to fly there. <laughs> like because they, you know, they'll fly from Kansas and they think that's a long flight. And you the go, we we flew for twenty four straight hours, and they're like, they cannot get their head around it. Like they just can't understand that anyone would travel that far. You know. Yeah, beautiful. And um, like like Cart asked, you've got the bug. Do you have? Have you already booked another ticket, or is it? Haven't booked another ticket, but the good thing is having family in New York. It's a great excuse. The great you know, reason like to get a, back. Every football trip can be dressed up as visiting family for some mm-hmm. kind of big event. It so happens. It just so happens. <laughs> <laughs> nah, beautiful. Um, well, but yeah, it was like, on um, the whole, absolute sporting bucket list thing to do. You know, yeah, it's absolutely. so enjoyable. Sounds like we've got to get carts to the Raiders and uh, Danny up to Philly Financial Stadium or some shit like that, whatever it's called. Whatever the stadium is bloody called. But uh, <laughs> it sounds like it was an incredible trip, mate. And, um, yeah. yeah, we are all quite jealous of you, to be honest. And all I'd say to, to also to hardcore fans, like, just do it. Like, find a way. Like, it is it is worth building a holiday around it and doing it because it's such a cool experience. And, you know, you do feel, even when you have Game Pass and everything, you feel a long way away from it. Yeah. And to to go and be close to it and be around fans that care the way that you do is a very cool experience. All right, one one thing just to wrap it up. What was your like your favorite part of that little trip? Favorite part of that little trip? Um, I met Billy Buffalo. That would you know the the mascot. The mascot. It <laughs> yeah. was like riding a cart through the car park, and I met Billy Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was a fair highlight, but also um. It's funny uh, to see – oh, the one thing is, okay, just two observations. Number one yeah. is just how big they are, right, And yeah. like the players are. And it's I've, I've been to the AFL and I always thought, oh, yeah, they're big boys. Like I was physically intimidated by the size of Jimmy Garoppolo. And now I've never been intimidated by Jimmy Garoppolo before. You know, like it was, it was like, wow, he's a big guy. And he's not the biggest guy on the field. Like the kicker for the Raiders – Looked like a giant to me. So there was like something like it looked not real. They were that big. It, it was it was full on. And the other, just the cool thing was, um, I was quite close to where Stefan Diggs was like firing up the crowd before the game. It was like they sort of came out, did their warm ups, and then before they did the big sort of you know introduction and run out with the fireworks and everything, and seeing just the intensity on the face of Stefan Diggs, I've, I like. I've never seen anything like it. And just his, he's obviously built differently as far as competitiveness and focus and how, how much emotion he has on the line. So that to me, from a football point of view, is just seeing the look in his eyes from a few metres away when he was charging himself up before a game. It's, it's a pretty special thing. Mm. Nah, that's awesome. I, um, yeah, 
Oh, I don't know if the missus can hear me, but I'll be booking tickets to Lambo very soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, you've got me excited, mate, and we just, can sit here and talk. find out about it at some point. You realise that, like, you're buying tickets to fly yeah. to another country. <laughs> when I get on the plane, she'll probably know, I reckon. But yeah, <laughs> um, I could talk to you for hours about it, mate. But uh, I don't think everyone else wants to listen to us nuffies talk dribble. So we'll, we'll move on. We there do have our game that. reviews, and I have picked the, to do the Bills-Dolphins because you've come on, but we'll leave that to last uh, because I feel like we're going to be talking about that one for a little bit too. So, yeah, boys, what games of you? Great keeping people listening to the end there. That's right, yes. you're dangling. Dangling. Oh, the, 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 finale, <laughs> the big finale is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Danny, so yeah, I, I, I was going to do the Chiefs-Jets because mainly how much we spoke about Zach Wilson and how he hasn't really been performing up to what everyone was kind of expecting to after Rogers went down. Uh, Swift, obviously back in the building for Kelsey, huge. But Rogers was in the building, and I think that made such a massive difference the way Zach Wilson played. He probably played the best game potentially of his career. Uh, he threw for two touchdowns. Uh, it was all gone well until he dropped a snap, resulting in Chiefs recovering the ball and the Jets 47 with 10 minutes to go. Kind of potentially cost them the game. There was plenty of mistakes though by Mahomes. Definitely wasn't the Chiefs' best games. He was intercepted twice and potentially a third time with a controversial holding call. It was called a source gardener, which actually brought it back, uh, back in the Chiefs' way. But I don't know if you boys saw that play. There was holding left, right, and center. The whole, the whole thing. Yeah. There could have been there could have been multiple flags flying, and that penalty like could have been declined or, or like uh, you know where there's two penalties and they get thrown away. That definitely could have happened. So massive credit to Jets' defense because they really kept him in the game. Uh, Mahomes finished with a very impressive 25-yard run on a third and 23 and another nine-yard run on a third down to seal the victory right at the very end. Mahomes breaking records as he does through for his 200th NFL touchdown pass. He was 18 of 30, which is mm. quite small realistically for him, uh, only for 203 yards. Um. Wilson did go for 28 of 39, 245 yards, and those two touchdowns that I was speaking about earlier. One of them, important for us at the Any Given Sunday crew, threw it to our main man, Alan Lazard, which was huge, <laughs> a little 10-yard catch. So overall, it was a more impressive game for the Jets, especially Wilson. He's kind of found himself. I don't know if Rogers being there filled him with that confidence for him to be able to play that he went kind of the way he was in preseason, where he actually looked like he could lead this team. So it was very impressive for the Jets. Robert Saylor was like disgusted in that like last drive and really thought they could have had the game there or at least let it be tied and go to overtime and see if they can get the job done. So uh, underwhelming performance from the Chiefs, but still managed to get it done because they're the Chiefs. But really, really uh, good showing for Zach Wilson, I reckon. Yeah, I wonder how much um, Robert Saylor backing Wilson in during the week. You know, it, during the week, he really... Yeah, you know, it, it, and his he words down, weren't necessarily the most inspiring. He didn't say this guy's the future of Jets football, but he said that he is the best option we have to win right now. Which is how inspiring is that? You're, you're the best of what we got. Yeah, but, <laughs> but maybe that helped him, you know, feel that he had a spot there. I mean, it's been an emotionally bruising experience for Zach Wilson being in mm. the Jets so well, far. We kind of talked about it a bit. Like, it seems like a lot of it is mentally for him like between years and to have, yeah, Salah come out and still back him, like that's got to be huge for his confidence. And then Rogers as well came out and backed him in and said, you know, everyone's got to get behind Zach and, you know, stop the negative talk, all that sort of stuff from the outside. 
and even stuff coming from internally stopped the the leaks and all that that sort of shit coming out. So, um, yeah, huge, huge for Zach just to sort of turn that corner a little bit, it seems. Um, it's it silenced a lot of the, you know, the Zach Wilson haters, like, you know, the Jets fan base, how toxic they can be. It seems to be my whole entire X feed is Jets fans. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they have an attack at me. Man, that's sort of Very vocal. Cool. But he also, he, he came out and owned it too on that fumble, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, he explained himself. Which is a big turning point from how he sort of behaved a bit last year. Um, yeah. When, the, you know, the defense was holding up their end and they asked, do you feel responsible? Or, no, what did he say? Do you, yeah, like, do you feel something about, like, the, the defense? He's like, nah, nah, it's all good. No, no, we're right. Well, no we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> um, uh, I feel like it's it was thanks to Mahomes taking a knee right at the very end instead of crossing for a touchdown. But I did say that they would keep it close and it would be under nine. So I'm pretty <laughs> happy about that fact. <laughs> but is anyone else sick of the fact, like I watched probably two-thirds of that game, every five minutes, I get why they do it, but they just cross over. Oh, what's Donna Kelsey and Taylor Swift doing? No one gives a fuck. Let's watch yeah. the fucking football, would we? Like it wasn't that bad of a game. It's because there's more 12 to 17 year old females tuned in than ever before. They have to cross to it. Isn't there also some, st- like, uh, there were some stats during the week that, like, the resale ticket price for the Jets went up by 50% when people found out that Taylor Swift was going to be there. So, like, it's actually affected ticket price. Kelsey's jersey is now the highest selling jersey in the past two weeks, all because of. Taylor Swift. He's busy. The Taylor Swift effect on football is real. Um, mm. it's, it, know, it's not, it doesn't necessarily improve the viewing experience at all, Tom. But nah. it's it, it's a it's a genuine thing. And as um, uh, you know, as a supporter of an AFC rival, I am more than happy for the distraction. Yeah. You know, it, uh, like I want as much Taylor Swift media attention going on as possible. I want all of that. So that we can just fly under the radar and keep a lid on it. Well, and then really flying under the radar moment. So obviously, your week one not too great, but <laughs> since then, Bills are looking dominant. Yeah, let's not. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah. Th- they'll still they're still underdogs. They're still getting over how mistreated they were in the media at the start of the year. <laughs> they just it's on the Jets though. I I think the Zach Wilson story I think is a big story coming out of that game, but also the Jets defense have to be better, don't they? Like, Mahomes was able to chew the clock for, what, seven and a half minutes or something on that final drive. And like you say, basically take a slide and, you know, to to not score, but just to chew the clock and make sure they won. You know, for all of the Rogers hype at the start of the season, everyone was talking about what a, what a mean defense they've got and how good Salah is as a defensive coach. Surely that was just an example that they've got a long way to go if you can't get a stop there. Well, they had two or three interceptions, but I reckon they were more on Mahomes than the defense putting the pressure on him to take him away. Well, just particularly that drive. They had him third and, third and long twice, and yeah. it was penalties that just let, let him get that first down and keep the drive going. And then ultimately that one on um, Gardner, which was a bit ticky touch that, you know, probably don't want to see that paid. But... um. It was the yeah. most animated I've seen Sala after that. Yeah, that's right. on with it at the end as well. Yeah. And good because he's completely bald. You could actually see the veins very clearly in the his head. Was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely agree with you, Charlie. On the Jets defense, like I said here, um, with Mahomes rushing for 25 yards on like on that final drive, that is not 
something he should be the Jets should be allowing him to do. No way. Yeah, the defense is way better than that. You just can't leave it open like that for him. Did they not watch the Super Bowl? Mm. Did they not watch the last drive of the Super Bowl? Were they not mm. watching? Apparently not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, before we get on to you, Kart, so a question okay. for Charlie. How devastated will you be and, and the world be that AFC title time, or AFC championship time, uh, we find out that Swifty and Kelsey have broken up and it really just causes mayhem oh. in, the, uh, <laughs> in their household. Well, yeah, I mean, what I'd really hope for is I think I think if they can break up around wildcard would be my preference. <laughs> if she can quickly quickly cut a single about him, oh, that would be – and just get it out right in time for the AFC championship game, which I'm going to just presume that the Bills are going to be playing in. That would be a big help. That would well, be if, they, if that happens around wildcard, they might not make the AFC championship. Well, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Although it is interesting to me, I don't really feel like Kelsey was that present during the game. Nah. You know, like when they needed, you know, when they were in need and they were like really had to do something. Um, Mahomes was looking for Kelsey, but he really didn't have an impact. You know, yeah. So he had he had six catches for sixty yards, but compared to the normal Kelsey impact that he has, it wasn't really his game. It was more uh, Isaiah Pacheco who rushed for one hundred fifteen mm. yards, yeah. and a touchdown on twenty carries. That was really what got him got him the victory at the end of the day. It wasn't the Kelsey effect. Is it? Are yeah, we still worried about the knee? Maybe. Uh, I don't think so. You're a knee brazzy cart. You could probably tell us better than ever. Ah, oh, he didn't have it half as bad as what I did, but. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I think so. Like he's, yeah, no, nah, he's, he's out there. He's one hundred percent healthy. I reckon. If I was playing a game and I knew that my girlfriend was up talking to my mum, I'd be pretty distracted as well. Like, <laughs> how is Donna Kelsey? She's been she sitting everywhere. How good is that? But all right, we've talked about this way too long. Cards. What game did you have? Uh, I had. Excuse me. Today's game. So Monday night football. Tuesday morning for us here over in Oz. Uh, the Seahawks got it done. Against the Giants, uh, 24-3 at, uh, at MetLife Stadium there. It was a bit of a stinker early. Um, mm. Pretty pretty flag-heavy, like special teams were just making mistakes. And I don't know, it, was just, it wasn't looking like it was going to be a good game. And then Gino got hurt in the second quarter, I think it was. Looked like a, um, a knee or an ankle issue. They took him off the tent for scans and x-rays, but he came back into the game. Um, Drew Locke had a bit of a run for a bit. But, yeah, just, I don't know, it didn't feel like a super pretty game. Both teams pretty ineffective um, with the passing. Like, Gino um, and Locke combined only went for a total of 160 yards. Um, Daniel Jones and Paris Campbell, well, Paris Campbell didn't really do anything. But Daniel Jones, um, what did he have? 200 yards. But, um, yeah, just, well... The, the story for mine was the Seattle defense. They had 11 sacks for the day. So they were getting to Jones and they were mm. like, they were having a huge impact um, on the game. Witherspoon had an intercept pick six for 97 yard touchdown. Um, that was pretty impressive. Just, and just shimmied past Jones. Like he wasn't even there. So feel ba- always feel bad for the quarterback or the kicker or whoever's like just getting this absolute weapon running out of them. They just <laughs> step him so easy, uh, but felt for Jones a little bit there. Um, but yeah, just not super productive in the air. Like the game wasn't pretty, and both defenses are ranked, I think, thirtieth and thirty second for points against. So both um, pretty leaky ships, as we know the story of the Giants so far this year. But yeah, to only score um, that one field goal in the second quarter, and then that was it points wise for the Giants. Pretty disappointing. 
Um, they moved to one and three. The Seahawks, however, three and one, traveling all right, ticking along. Two and oh away as well. So traveling pretty well, um, Gina and the boys at the moment. I think the biggest worry for the Giants now, I think they've been outscored at home. I think it's 61 to three or something. It was 64 to three. So they could be outscored 61 points at home. They're just leaking, man. Like it's it's a glaring, glaring issue. And like, I think they only had two sacks for the day. So they're only able to get to Geno twice for the day. And Kenneth Walker had a pretty decent game um, rushing for 80 yards and a touchdown um, coming off his, um, was it offensive rookie of the year last year for Walker? I think. Nah, not last no. year. It was the Jets no, okay. both of them last year. Oh, yeah. too. Maybe it was yeah, maybe it was nominated. Um but yeah, the the rushing game for the Giants is pretty non existent. Daniel Jones leading the way with sixty six himself. So just not getting productive on the ground or really in the air for that matter as well. So yeah, it wasn't the prettiest game to watch, but um Seahawks, Seahawks fans will be pretty excited. Pete Carroll, pretty animated as always on the sidelines, the old the old boy. Like he's actually fun to watch. Like he just loves it. And like you can tell he loves his his boys. Loves his team. Um, he's good fun to watch. Yeah, I reckon there's a Brian Dayball's got to be stressing out that he can't get that offense. Losing his hair, right? He's such a he's such a <laughs> he's such a good um, offensive mind. But to have what three points in this game, zero against the um, like, Cowboys, and obviously it hurts not having Saquon out there. Like that's a huge part of their offense. But yeah, even still, just to not be able to get points on the board. Ugh. What do you have the stats cards? Sorry, mate. Do you have the stats in front of you? What are you searching for? Uh, how did Darren Waller go? Waller, he three. He was targeted three times for three receptions for only twenty-one yards. Yeah, so he's such an offensive weapon, and he did not use well, it because they, they've been going to him a bit. Like they have been targeting him a lot, but yeah, just not productive. And like I, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. I said they just sort of whoever they were playing. They just sort of double teamed him, or just had really good coverage on him and shut him out, and it's like it just took away their sort of number one, number one option. Who was that? You take him away. That's in the reason uh, Danny Dimes rushed for sixty five yards. You know, yeah, because that's it. That, was, that wasn't ever planned. It was never planned to be rushed. No, so. no, they were just sort of, sort of scramble. I think it was Arizona, maybe. Mm-hmm. But whoever it was, they yeah, they just took Waller right out of it, and yeah. it just takes away yeah Danny's Danny Dimes' options, and whew, he's in trouble then. I think realistically, we both called it cuts. Like they were favourites, the Giants, when we were both very stunned that they were. Mm. How how could you have them as favourites based on their form? Oh, you know, we couldn't believe crazy. it. We took we it. Show. We're, 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 the money. Load up on the Seahawks if you can. Yeah, yeah. and and you know the Seahawks. I think they're going to cause a lot of trouble. I think they're going to go deep in the NFC this year. Yeah, well, Metcalf and Tyler Lockett being really productive. Walker on the ground. Um, mm. Smith and Jigbury starting to get a few more targets. He's, you know, he's finding his hands and stuff. Um, Gino's looking pretty reliable. Even um, Locke, when he came on, he looked pretty handy. Like, you know, he had a few things going on. A couple of passes a little bit behind and stuff like that. But, you know, good to know. He did, yeah. He took his first drive for the Hawks, took him down for a touchdown. So, you know, it's it's pretty impressive. So, yeah, good signs. And they're so young as a result, like the commentators are talking today, as a result of that um, massive deal with the Broncos and, and Wilson, they're so young and stacked with all their young guys coming through. Um, <laughs> could be some good times ahead. That is the, still remains the worst deal in football. Ever. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like when Alan Bond bought Channel 9 from Kerry Packer for a billion dollars and sold it back to him for a dollar. It's like, it's just the worst. Those poor Broncos. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, so they're still suffering, I think. But uh, we'll move on to your Bills. I've got the Bills-Dolphins game. Uh, so Josh Allen, he threw for four touchdown passes, which was more – he threw for four and ran for one, which was more touchdowns than uh, incompletions for the game, which he only had four. Uh, and they brought Miami's unbeaten streak to an emphatic end, beating them 48 to 20. Did you watch the game, Charlie? Yep, I watched it. I was up and it was a beautiful time to be alive. <laughs> it was great. But it was, it was funny. I was so stressed about that game going into it. Um, I didn't think for a second that Miami was going to score 70 on us like they did on the Broncos the week before. But everything you've seen from their offense suggested that McDaniels and Tua and Tyreek Hill were cooking up something that was proving too hard for defenses to play. The way their pre-snap motion was just, you know, and it's Tyreek Hill's speed and it's and it's Tua's processing and accuracy that makes it all work. And going into it, just genuinely concerned as to whether or not we could shut it down. And it was a chess match between McDermott and McDaniel. And, yeah, and and you'd have to say that what McDermott was able to get the defense doing was nearly perfect for the day. You know, they took. They they had a few easy drives to start off, but once the Bills readjusted, they honestly completely disrupted whatever the Dolphins wanted to do. And when you've got Josh Allen playing the the way he can, it's you know, I don't know if it's quite as good as the playoff game against the Patriots where literally every possible yard he took, you know, but but it was close. He had a perfect passer rating for the game. Yeah, one fifty eight point three, which is huge. And that, that allows the defense to be aggressive and to go hard and to take some risks as well. And it's that complimentary football. They actually did it, you know. And um, uh, and you looked at, you know, the, you had a look. The, the Dolphins were resting tour and they were resting Waddle with quite a bit of time to go because they'd given up at around the three-quarter mark as well. Yeah. So it was, uh, like you said, it was pretty offensive heavy. Diggs end up with six receptions for 120 and three touchdowns himself. So that's anyone that's who pretty had efficient him. receiving there. Yeah. <laughs> anyone who had him on uh, fantasy would be absolutely licking their chops. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I said, Alan, only 21 of 25, which I think is more impressive for 320 yards. Uh, and it's his 10th game of four passing touchdowns or more. Miami still did pretty well, like you said, a few early cheap ones. They still moved uh, for 393 yards of total offense, but I'm pretty sure that the majority of it was uh, the young running back, Arcane. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. he had a fair bit on the ground, so he did pretty well for them. Um, but the Bills, your, your defense. Two weeks ago, so I'm very happy about his performance. <laughs> yeah, smart, smart. But you guys did manage to sack two or four times as well, which uh, is obviously going to make any team you know, a little, a little bit on the back foot. Uh, your obviously only major setback was Trey White being cut off in the third. Uh, both teams now three and one. You, you guys never trailed in the game and finished with 414 yards of offense yourself. Scoring, I think this is the most impressive, eight of your first nine possessions. Yes. It was, yeah, it was a good day to be a Bill. I think that's true. But it's, look, it's also useful to to think of just how hard everyone went on Josh Allen after that first game and how mm. hard he took it. And it was like, you know, it was the worst of Josh Allen just playing that like that schoolyard football and just giving the ball up too often. It's so good to see that in the last three weeks he's playing the way he should, but he's not being conservative. 
he's still being like you have a look. What's the average depth of target? This is off the top of my head, but twelve point five. What is it? That was in that game twelve point five from him. Twelve point five for an enormous. average depth of target. Yeah, and and when you do that with the accuracy that he's got there, that's that's a recipe for success, and there's no that's close to unstoppable. And the one thing about the defense, the sacks were good, but also for the first game this year, I reckon you saw Tua have to go to his second and third reads. Mm. And he's and he genuinely struggles when he has to go to other reads, and and the way that the defense was moving between man and zone just really had him guessing, and and it was it was good to watch. And I think that is now the blueprint, you know, going forward for playing the Dolphins. They'll probably bounce back this week, but um, they um, you know, it was it's sort of everyone was talking about the Dolphins like top Super Bowl contender the week before. And it's amazing how quickly that goes away. Uh, people had given him the, the title already. Yeah. <laughs> that, was the best, that was the best part of it. Like, to me, it was one of the most exciting games all weekend to watch. And the best part was, like, exactly what you said, the Bills' defense did adjust. Because those first few, it was the first few drives from the Dolphins, they were scoring on every single drive as well. So I was yeah. like, this is going to be an absolute score fest. But then the Bills, yeah. came, then Bills came out, and like you said, and as soon as uh, two had to go to that second and third read, they were absolutely nowhere. Yeah, and it's it's funny that uh, I'd have to say also the once again the defense of um, Miami is a real concern for them as well. Was it Armstead went out early yeah. in the game, and then yeah. it, it the whole thing fell apart. Like that, it really like they really weren't effective at stopping the Bills after that point. So there, I think there are still some big question marks over you know the the way that the whole team is working in Miami. I think McDaniel's is a freak show of a coach. I think he's got the best sense of humor of anyone that does a press conference in, in the NFL. Um, but I think, you know, as a team that, you know, because they're a divisional rival, you get to know them pretty well. I still think they've got some some big things to fix if they're going to be in contention later in the year. Well, on that being a divisional rival, what about your record against them up there? I think it's eight years now they haven't won. Uh, yeah, isn't it 10 of 11? Like yeah. or, or like it's it's since Josh Allen in, in Josh Allen's ten of eleven. I heard, um, which is pretty incredible. For and a the one the one loss, the, sorry, the one loss was round three last round two or round three last year, and it was like a oh, a was it forty eight, forty five or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, okay. In in like insane heat, and yeah, it was a that was a grim. That was a grim 3 a.m. start last year, but um, we're 4 a.m. now. We're moving forward. Oh, yeah. It's great. Daylight savings, thanks. Um, <laughs> I, I think the the Dolphins. It's just whether they get. They've been punched in the face. Whether they can bounce back now, like you said, they're still a quality side. So let's you guys bounce back after your week one punching in the face. Um, we'll yeah. see if they do. Before we do move on, can do you I, think? Can I just say something quickly about the no. Dolphins? And, oh, brutal, <laughs> brutal. But I just want to say. I hope they stop printing sassy T-shirts before they come to Buffalo from now on. Oh, the Remember last the year, <laughs> but last year they had they were training in T-shirts that all that all said, "I wish it was colder," and then it's mm. and then they lost as soon as it started snowing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then this time that yeah, the the emoji T-shirts. Uh, I don't get what, what the emoji T-shirts. Be the favourites. Hmm. And then for uh, Josh Allen, Josh never does that stuff, but it yeah. obviously got to him. For him to do that after he walked in for a touchdown, I think if I were them, I would print fewer T-shirts, mm. get my D-line working, yeah. and yeah. teach Tua to get to his second and third read. Yeah. 
I feel like McDermott's in the before the game or in the weeks going, boys, if I can have a look what they're doing. I, the old Bill Belichick, you know, point yeah. it out, show them, get them a bit of fire in the belly. Yeah, and, this week, yeah mm. that's it. Um, yes, before we do move on, do you think, you know, you said Josh took it upon himself, especially after that week one loss. Do you think uh, Rogers plays that game and you lose? Say you lose in the same fashion, doesn't really matter how you lose, but Rogers is playing. Do you think he's less aggressive in himself or less, you know, unhappy that the fact that it was the way you went down and no Rogers yeah. and I've look, I've done a lot of soul searching after that game and I've got some deep psychological theories myself. And I so what I think is if Rogers doesn't go down, Josh plays a more mature game because he knows he's up against Aaron Rodgers. And I think psychologically once Rogers was down and he was against Zach Wilson, I think he mentally yeah. gave himself position to be the hero. And he goes, all right, we're going to destroy the Jets now. So I think if that, like, I genuinely think the outcome might have been different if, you know, it, it, I, I still think obviously a tougher team to beat with Rogers. Um, but I think you're right. If, if they'd lost, even in those circumstances to Rogers, I don't think he would have yeah. had the self-loathing <laughs> needed to really turn it around the way he did, but so I think you maybe the out, loss you needed. There is the recipe, like the like the the recipe. Dorsey's play calling has been great on offense. It was easily the best game he's called. Um, and Josh is still making big throws, but he's checking down and voluntarily taking sacks rather than giving the ball up or taking a risk. And you know, if he can just do that for the rest of the game, it, he's physically. I think more talented than anyone else in in the NFL with what he's physically capable of. Mahomes has a mental game that's unbelievable. The decision making that he has and the maturity and the way he evolves through a season. But if Josh can keep it together and play like that, I, he'll be pretty unstoppable for most of the season. I think. Well, it sounds like it's uh, before we we move on. It's the uh, two thousand. Bulldogs beating the Bombers in the last game. Lost that you needed to have. <laughs> That's right. Gave him the fire in the belly. No singing the club song until you win the grand final, guys. That's it. That's, that's going to be the rule. All right. Uh, that was long. That was the longest one we've ever done. <laughs> let's, let's gonna, we'll get on to the news. Uh, just quickly, brought to us by C2C Rare Threads. Uh, one of our better sponsors. They, these guys have incredible stuff. I'm going to go get some Jordans from these guys this week, I reckon. 10% off with the code any given Sunday. Check them out. They are incredible. Uh, we'll just quickly go across the news. Um, I'll, I'll say both the stories and just get some opinions on both of them from all of you guys. First one, uh, running back Jonathan Taylor looks to be on track, whether he actually does come back and play uh, train this week, but he is a little to play this week after coming off the reserve or the pup list uh, hasn't played or trained since the 17th of December. So that'll be interesting. I want to get your thoughts on that. And the other story is the Chase Claypool being a healthy scratch out of the Bears in what is turmoil going on at the Bears. So uh, what are your thoughts on both of those ones, boys? Who's going to go? <laughs> Whoever jumps yeah. in. Okay, okay. Um, Jonathan Taylor, you, you said he hasn't trained since December. He just hasn't trained with the group. He's been rehabbing at the facility with the team rehab crew or whatever you want to call them, staff. 
Um, so he's been around. His main issue has been with the front office. Obviously, we know he couldn't get the deal done. His, his deal or his contract ends at the end of this year. So his main issue is with front office. Jim Ursay in particular <laughs> getting involved. But, um, mate, if, if JT is fit and firing, they get the pads on him and he's looking good, absolutely play him. Why not? Colts have been looking not too bad themselves. They put a, a weapon like him in, get that uh, running game going, get him going with AR. Woo. Stikens come out and said that he's super excited to be back with his teammates and looked forward to having him on the field. Like they only went down to one score to the Rams. I think it was 29, 23. Mm. You throw him in there with AR, it's another weapon that they can have and they can definitely use and they definitely need because they've been close. The Colts have been close in a lot of games and, Mm. you know, performing better than what most people actually expect them to do. You throw Jonathan Taylor in there, there's a whole other ballpark. Yeah, and I don't think like his teammates aren't going to have issue with him wanting you know to get paid that sort of stuff. Like they'll be, they'd be happy to have him. I don't think there'd be any locker room issue him coming back, anything like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's many players that think running backs are already paid well enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's 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 the cruelest position and the way that it's paid. Um, and I think also he's playing to be what a, a free agent at the end of the season and get the biggest like contract he can possibly get he's going to play lights out like he's yeah. he's playing for the money and mm-hmm. everyone has a great season in the contract year oh yeah everyone uh we're talking, just a- we're talking as well it could be they it could be back as early as this sunday matchup against the titans so something to watch, mm-hmm. watch for as this week unfolds keep your eyes on it mm-hmm. uh and just a quick note chase claypool bit bit selfish or what's going on there that one seems like it's the other way. He seems like he's been a little bit toxic himself. Um, mm. He came out and pretty much said, I'm not being used the way that I should be. Or, you know, he's, he's obviously, he's not getting the targets that he wants, that sort of thing. So he seems like he's been a little bit cancerous in the locker room. They've just said, hey, mate, take a week off. Yeah. Don't don't come Sunday. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the bit more of an issue with him there. They get that right. Because we know he's a jet, like we know he's a gun. They want him out there, and Fields came out and said, "Look, I want him out there because he's he's is that um what did he call him? I can't remember the words that he used, but again, said he's a gun. I want him out there. I want my best pieces out there. So Fields definitely wants him out there. They need him out there. We all know the struggles the Bears are going through. So um, he just needs to pull his head in, I guess. And yeah, yeah it sounds like there's been a bit of lack of production as well uh, in the practice." sense of things as well and off the field just with his commitment to everything that the Bears are doing because like you said he is a bit bitter uh, he's definitely emotional about how much he's getting out of it so he's putting less in which I think yeah, that's is that what the coach said about we review everything at the end of each week like we review practice we review meetings all that so yeah obviously they're talking about his input and all that sort of stuff and yeah he's just not quite there yet if I was Matt Eberflus, I would not be suggesting that everything should be refused, uh, reviewed because I would look at the coaching at Chicago pretty quickly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Making a run for his back there. <laughs> I, you know, is he is he on the hottest hot seat of, of all of the coaches in the NFL? Like he yep, has, like, I mean, because when he was, when he got the job, people thought he should go. Like, mm. you know, like no one was like, oh, good, Matt Eberflus. Like no one, not a single person. Even his mum, Mrs. Eberflus, was surprised. Like, <laughs> so, like, I just, you know, I, I, you know, Claypool is a, is an issue, and obviously he's not happy. But no one's happy at the yeah. at the moment. And I would be very surprised if you know Eberflus survives beyond the bye for the for the Bears. Yeah, he joins that massive list of eight hundred million dollars in. <laughs> 
sacked coaches and it's coaches, coaches in their front office. <laughs> yeah, nah, beautiful. Nice, guys, nice. Uh, let's get straight into the number one segment. Damn it, it didn't play straight away. Oh, they're killing me. <laughs> I did this last week. Yeah, let's try this you one. Be right. Nah, you fuck just it. Just got let's to go. Yeah, we're going for questions without notice, boys. And I did have two, but without media. Yeah, the number, one, <laughs> the number one. Ah, damn it. Uh, my question to you, boys, is on much better than last week's questions. I promise. Uh, mm-hmm. It's regarding Christian McCaffrey. Ooh. Is he currently the MVP? Mm. Yeah. Should we let our guest go first? Yeah, yeah I think he is. <laughs> I, like, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to push in, but no, you didn't. Yeah, he absolutely is. He's what has he scored at? He just broke the touchdown record, Rice's touchdown 14, record. Fourteen in a row. It's like a game, is it? Um, and he is just the level that he produces at, and the fact that that whole offense looks completely different with him there, and it makes them so dangerous. And he's so consistent. Can you remember a game that he hasn't produced? Nah. Remember a game where he hasn't had an impact? I can't. Not even, you know, at Carolina. Even when he was injured at Carolina, he, he would have an impact. He was still their best player. Yeah, still their best player. <laughs> Poor Carolina. Uh, um, I'm saying yes as well. He, mate, he gets it done in the air, on the ground. He scores like he produces points. Mate, he's just an absolute beast. And the consistency which with which he does it, he's, yeah, he's an anomaly. He's just an out-and-out star. And I think it makes, like, Brock Purdy as well look better as well. Like, having... A weapon like that that he can use either on the ground or in the air is helping the 49ers so much. He's a major reason why they're undefeated. Yeah. yeah. For Purdy to be able to check it down to McCaffrey, it turns like, you know, a safe dink and dunk sort of play into into a threatening move. Like it's a, it makes, like you say, it makes Purdy look so much more potent. We're going to do a live. Just going to have a check and see what his odds are for MVP because I reckon... They were still. I had a look the other day, and they were still ridiculously high. Well, while you're talking, while you're talking betting, I saw a, a good little stat that if you rolled uh, McCaffrey any time touchdown score each week into it for the 14 consecutive weeks that he's done it, uh, it would have been a nice little production. I think it was like something silly, like maybe seven hundred thousand. I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to say that, but it was like it was looking nice. That if you just rolled your winnings in each week. Uh, yeah, you would have turned over a nice little bit of profit there. So yeah. Alan is currently leading at $4.50. Oh. Christian McCaffrey, $23. Whoa. Wow. That's got to be worth it. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of value there, that's for sure. We're yeah. live on air going to put a cheeky couple of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so after the, we're at a quarter of the way through the season to be... Always uh, too, isn't it about time there was an any given Sunday official official gambling partner? Is it oh, like we're, we're, yes, <laughs> there is. Yes, do you know anyone? <laughs> it's in the it's in the back <laughs> pocket. <laughs> I've, 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 I've been I've been too vocally against the gambling lobby to be able to help you there. I um, <laughs> I almost got sued by Tom Waterhouse once. So uh, you know, oh, there you go. So I'm is not your guy. I am not your guy on this. But um. <laughs> But yeah, I. <laughs> but that would be good, you know. Like, if your questions without notice was sponsored by a gambling partner and just was always just odds related, <laughs> just secretly odds related. Hey, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. 
just happened to be twenty three dollars. What are the odds? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sounds like you've got an idea, and I don't know why we haven't tried to jump on it yet. That's weird. Yeah. All right, let's get into some game previews, and we're going to go in order. Uh, so it's the Jags that are first because it's the biggest game of the week to finish, and I want to finish with that one, Cass. Uh, so we're going to go. I've got to find. No, nah, not that one. Not that one. There it is. How's this one for you, boys? Standing by it. Oh, um, beautiful. Don't mind that. Very blue, it. but very blue. I think it's actually a Buffalo Bill one. Yeah, I can. <laughs> the, the Buffalo Bill logo at the top kind of gives it away. Gives it away, but it still yeah. looked good. It's accurate. It's got the time. It's not the right time, but it's the right date. So it's a London game. It sounds it's like a London, London game. So I actually sat up and watched the, the first London game this week, and the Jags uh, didn't look incredible, but did look all right. So... I reckon the fact that they're over there and have been over there for a week already plays into their hands. Well, they treat these as home games because they, they they do the double a bit, don't they? This yeah, so what... they've played the most. Uh, this will be their 11th game over there, and I think the highest other than that is like five. Yeah. Um, I reckon they've sold a lot of games over there <laughs> when they're struggling. That's okay. Um, but they're, so they're two and two, facing off with the Bills, three and one. In London, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So, like I said, I think it plays in their favour. Mm. Um, Jacksonville won 23-7 over there against the Falcons. Uh, Trevor Lawrence looked pretty good. 23-30 of 30 for 207. Just controlled it. Didn't do anything more than he had to. Uh, Calvin Ridley was their best receiver. He had Well, he had two receptions for 38, but did score their touchdown. Just getting him moving again, I think, and getting him into the offence is going to be the best for them. Christian Kirk went off 8 8 of 12 for 84 yards. Uh, we've already spoken about the Bills and how well they did. Um, and Stefan Diggs. So shutting down Diggs is definitely going to be um, going a long way for the Jags to to win. Just <laughs> speaking of uh, betting stats, uh, <laughs> the line is currently at 5.5 in the Bills' favour, which I reckon is only because they have to travel. Um, I would have thought it would still be a little bit more. The under-over is at 48. I'd probably lean on being a pretty high-scoring game over mm. there. Um, uh, this, this website that I found is actually pretty good. So the <laughs> – I'm not going to mention That's who it. it is, but the last time these guys faced off, I don't know if you were watching, Charlie, it was a 9-6 to six victory for Jacksonville yeah. uh, in oh, November 2001. That was a really horrible game. <laughs> it was so bad. Was that but, when Josh um, Allen sacked Josh Allen like four times? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they swapped jerseys at the end of the game, but they really should have. They know. should have, yeah, because yeah. Josh Allen dominated, but it wasn't your one. Yeah, that's um, right. And so the Bills are four and three against the spread in the last seven matchups against the Jags, just for those who are punting. Boys, we reckon five and a half, who wins it? Uh, I think the Jags are losing at home in Tottenham, mate. Bills, Bills for me. Do they come up? Uh, yeah. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump a segment because uh, the Bills are actually my lock of the week to take this. Oh, oh. wow! You yeah, jumped. So I'm very confident with the way the Bills have performed in the past three weeks. Everything that Josh Allen's doing. Not just because Charlie's here, <laughs> it would have been my lock of the week whether you're here or not. Hundred percent. Don't know about that. Not sure. Put a big old clamp on that. The Bills are taking this. Beautiful. Charlie, go. Uh, yeah, I, 
I'm just nervy about the Bills travelling. Like, um, I think I've just seen teams have to go to London and just get thrown in. Like I said, Americans have no idea what it's like to travel overseas. Have all the players got passports? Has that been checked? <laughs> like, you know, I, you know, I'm not 100% confident. Um, but I do think that they're pretty locked in and also the fact that they played so badly the last time these two met. I think they'll be very keen to to make amends for that. But I think it's going to be I think it's going to be tough and it's a bit wonky and messy because they're traveling to London. So you're obviously going to pick the Bills, but are they going to cover? Yeah, I think they'll cover. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I reckon that the Jags, that, that week, the extra week, will come into it a fair bit. So I reckon the Bills probably win, but I reckon it's a tight game. So I'm going to say that the Bills don't cover. Is that what I want to say? Jags to cover? Jags to cover. Jags will get under the five and a half. If it stays at five and a half, I wouldn't be surprised if it pushes out a little bit more. But um, if it does, that's good for me. Uh, Card, it's Cardi, you're last. Uh, yeah. Yes, you are. Danny, who have you got, mate? So I've got the Cowboys and the 49ers. Massive oh. game Massive game for both teams here. You've seen the So the 49ers obviously are trying to stay undefeated and the Cowboys are trying to push to go on 4-1. Uh, the Cowboys are still making adjustments since Diggs has gone down on the defensive end. They've had two weeks though, so realistically should really be improving. The 49ers absolutely dominated the Cardinals and the Cowboys went down to them. So I don't know if you're put, going to put any weight in that. Both teams coming off victories in week four. 49ers obviously over the Cardinals. Cowboys dominated the Patriots. The 49ers though in all four of their victories have a margin of victory over 16 points per game. So they're not just mm. beating teams. They're dominating teams. They've scored above 30 in every single game that they've played. The Cowboys offense is definitely going to be the biggest concern. You know, Dak's Ball security when he's throwing passes. He's thrown less interceptions so far this season, but doesn't mean he's not going to get this 49 defense. It's absolutely elite. So I've got the 49ers to cover. Their line is three and a half. Oh. And it's, it's at Levi Stadium. Jesus See, that line's too small. Way too small. The 49ers are the best team in football at the moment, so they will cover this. They have a plus 67-point differential, so just if that's going to figure into your... Thoughts of if they cover or not? Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they um, cover. Debo, I think Debo Samuel's out for the game. No, oh, like think... Cowboys for the win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, Debo didn't. I don't know if he went out injured during the game, but he didn't perform well uh, when they're playing against the Cardinals. So I, I don't actually have here whether I, he's in or out. But I think he had bruised ribs during the game against the Cardinals, and that like really affected him. And he was sore and didn't train the week leading in and then he went out injured during the game. But I, yeah, I still think the Cowboys have done some impressive things, but they are very inconsistent. And mm. and I think you're right with digs out of the defense. It seemed to really throw everything out of balance. Yeah. It's a, and like, the, defensive the Cowboys, off, I think. Mm. Yeah. But then Michael Parsons like also went down with like a, he slightly rolled his ankle. So he's not going to be a hundred percent either. So like you got to have your, best defensive weapon not being 100% going up against this 49ers offense, which we just said were completely dominated with Christian McCaffrey and everything that Brock Purdy's doing. So, yeah, okay, you're going to lose a weapon in Debra Samuel, but, like, I don't know. I feel like they're still going to be outnumbered with the amount of options they're going to have. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. So, Cards, 
who's winning in what line? Oh, I'm taking the 49ers. They're a wagon until they prove otherwise. Yeah, uh, we said it all last year. Until until teams give us a reason not to pick him, and 49ers are in that point at the moment. Absolutely going with them and to cover easily. Charlie, uh, yeah, Niners to cover very easily. I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still not convinced by the Cowboys. Nah, I'm in the same boat. They're too up and down. Danny? Yeah, I'm 49ers, 100%. Uh, the Cowboys, <laughs> in, in their victories, they have absolutely dominated every single one that they've played. But they have also have played some relatively easy teams. And then the Cardinals should have been an easy win for them and they went down to them. So I've got uh, not all that much faith in the Cowboys right now. Inconsistency, yeah. Four from four, four from four. All right, Cash, you've got the Ooh. biggest game. And I think this is my best uh, best work here, this one. Oh, let's see. we got Monday Night Football. we got your boys, the Packers. <laughs> the quality is just... Every time, it's the third game is always the worst. But anyway. <laughs> How's that the worst? <laughs> well, for starters, those two idiots aren't there anymore. No. Oh. <laughs> but anyway. Now, we've got Monday Night Football. Uh, your boys, the Packers, travelling to Vegas to take on my Raiders. Um, again... Maybe not the best game. Uh, might not be the best quality game on prime time. They seem to be copying that a little bit with the Thursday, Monday night games on um, prime time, but that's okay. Um, I'm nervous about this for the Raiders. Um, you guys have looked out of both teams being pretty inconsistent. You guys have looked a little bit better, even though you're you even, even you win against the Saints. It was pretty much like you won it in the last quarter. Um, against the Saints, and then obviously went down to the the powerhouse that is the Detroit Lions this year. Last uh, this week, sorry, um, I just haven't seen anything really like all that positive from the Raiders. It's got me too excited yet. Jimmy, I think will be back from his concussion protocol, so that's good. That's really exciting, I guess. Um, the thing, the thing that's wor- worrying for me, and oh, actually, no, maybe worrying for you is. The rushing game for both teams. So Vegas are ranked 32nd for rushing yards and your boys are ranked 30th. So both teams struggling on the ground. Going okay in the air, sort of mid-table. Against the Lions, you guys gave up. uh, Montgomery had a massive game, 121 yards, three tuds. So you guys gave up a fair bit. And then your production on the ground, you had 27 yards total on the ground between Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, who have been beasts in the past. Vegas um, against the rush, you know, not that good. They gave up 155 yards to Keeley and uh, Darius Davis. No offense to those guys, but not massive names. Um, fair to be fair to be said. But we do have Josh Jacobs on the ground, so it could be a tale of the running game. And if Josh Jacobs is able to get a hold of you guys, poor look out, here we come. Yeah, Bijan yeah. took us apart too in the Atlanta game. Yeah, that's game, right. So. so, a few issues there on the ground. There, I think you guys are two point favorites um, on the spread, which in I think Vegas. Just, uh, it's just reflective of how shit we're going at the moment. So that's probably fair. Uh, but I'm going to take that. We're going to. I'm going to take that plus two for us, and we're going to we're going to beat your ass. Wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. It's it's one. Start of the season, we both probably looked at it and thought that's a must-win game if we're going to be going anywhere. So I don't think that's changed. It could be a turnaround game for either of us if we do yeah. get the well, Ws. So, yeah, sorry, I did want to mention, just looking ahead at the schedule, maybe the start of a 
I don't want to say easier run, but the next few games, we've got you boys, the Patriots, and then the Bears. So potential to turn things around. Yeah. We're, we're currently one and three, uh, maybe get a little bit of a run going. And then for you guys, it's us, the Broncos, and a massive game against the uh, the Vikings divisional rivals there for you guys. So, yeah, depending how, how this game goes for either, either side, could be a chance to get a little bit of a run going. And both teams absolutely need to get on a run if they're planning on doing anything um, of note this year, so mm. yeah, big game. Devonta Adams is out. Like, if he doesn't actually come back, like you've obviously got a long stretch being at Monday Night Football, so hopefully he does actually come back. But if he's mm. not back, I'm not really loving your chances. I know you're going to mm. be better on the ground, but I am actually leaning towards the Packers having a little bit of a bounce back after oh, no. their loss to the Lions. Oh, Danny, Danny, how could you? Well, that's the <laughs> nicest thing you've said to me all day. <laughs> Round us off, Charlie. What are we doing? Um, I reckon... Josh Jacobs really hit form last week. And I'd Sorry. think... Uh, Josh Jacobs really hit form in the in, mm. the in their latest game. And I just... I do think... I don't think it's going to be a pretty game of football, but I, I do think that um, there's a chance the, the Raiders can run at home. So I think they can get there. We're not okay, see, I, look, 2v2. Yeah. I'm, I'll take it. <laughs> Jordan Love is doing better than I expected, but I yeah, still... Yeah, Love has been good. You know, yeah, There are signs of love. Um, <laughs> but it's... Uh, I, I'd still think they're... I'd still think they're a mess, and I think Detroit really showed that. Mm. That's great. All right. <laughs> we've, uh, we've been talking enough dribble for long enough. Let's smash through. I don't know if you've got a lock of the week, Charlie, but we finish yes, off with our locks of the week. Uh, how did we go last week before we say this week, Cardi? So we all got a point last week. Uh, I had my – no. You had the 49ers, Danny. Big tick. I had the Cowboys bounce back. And you took the surprisingly took the Vikings. And only uh, just got the win. Massive <laughs> surprise being the big cheesehead that you are. But, yeah, you got the dub. So well done to you. Credit to you. Balls on the line there. So two we're all currently looking on two points. We're all on two points. So Danny's already said he's going the Bills, which is a – Interesting one out of the box. Um, Cardi, who have you got, mate? I'm going to take, and it's a team we haven't probably talked about much who are just under the radar, getting it done. I'm going to take the Ravens against the Steelers. Yeah, nice. Nice. Mm. Steelers defense come out last week. But... A bit shaky. Um, yeah. Uh, can he pick? He's, well, we don't know if he's going to play or not, do we? Right. That bone bruising. So, yeah, I'm going to take them Ravens. Yeah, don't hate it. My one is. Uh, a bounce back game for the Dolphins over the dismal Giants. Ooh, yeah, I think that's down in Miami there. too. So I can't see them getting beaten there. Do you have one, Charlie? I do. Um, I reckon the Detroit Lions are at home against the Panthers, and I they're my look of the week. I, I like it. I, like I really it. like the way they're going about it. And at Lambeau, it was like a home game for the Lions. Oh, no. All that many Lions fans there. <laughs> so I I think them playing at home, they are like. They've got a good bit of momentum, a good bit of attitude, and I, I don't think the Panthers, Panthers can stop them. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Well wrapped up, boys. If anyone's still listening, then you've done bloody well. <laughs> um, <laughs> make sure you get around our merch website. Um, yeah, we've spoken enough. All the but good up, stuff. Boys. We'll, you see know. we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> nah, thanks, Charlie, for coming on, actually. We better do oh, that. Always a pleasure, guys. Really yeah, is. And, um, yeah. and can I say... I get a lot of very positive comments on my Any Given Sunday hoodie. So oh, delicious. I recommend yeah. everyone get
get, and get it's just coming into hoodie North. season two, which is great. Yeah. Gonna get under the Bills t shirt. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, we do have a Bills version. I don't know if it's the blue and the red. Yeah. Did you know we've got 32 teams? No, I did not know that. Yeah, so you get this shirt in 32 different colours. Well, I'm glad I brought up merch. Yes. (laughs) With the rest of us. If it is still listening, it is anygivensunday.dustautomat.com. (laughs) You've got to jump on board. (laughs) Nice. Great way to finish. Love Good it. luck to all our teams, except for you, Cuts. Uh, see you next week. <laughs> oh. Good on you guys.